Hello and welcome to this week's Friendly Advice. Yay! Yay! Uh, Q&A with your besties. That's right. Questionable advice from your besties. Uh-huh. Okay, so our question for the week yeah. is, any advice on creating a daily routine and sticking to it? God, <laughs> that's, that's a you, you kind of question, right? Okay. Oh, well, let me see. What's your daily routine at the moment? I wake up. I make my bed. No, first I would feed the dogs and I make my bed. So here's what I have to say. You know, what was those books in as a child? You could pick your own endings. Oh yeah. Choose your own adventure. Okay. The goosebumps. That's right. Yeah. So there was either one other ones that weren't goosebumps, but yeah. Okay. So to answer that question, I allow myself three different choices of a daily routine. I have ADD and it's best not to lock me in to one particular thing. Like you're kind of a lock-in. Mm-hmm. Lock I'm like in a lock-in, lock like no stray. Right. So I allow myself, well, my my daily schedule, the way in which I've constructed them, allow me some freedom during the day. My nights are locked in, so I have a procedure with a, I have a routine there. So to get to the question, I will go work out, I will walk my dogs, or I will do something like tinker around the house, administrative, something like that. So I've given, oh, yeah, and I've given myself permission that all three of those work. Actually, one thing I do, I will do, so let me back this up. I'll wake up, I'll feed my dogs, I'll read for about a half hour, and then I'll get up and do one of those three things. Is there like a timeline on it? Yes, I know that I will start to feel like a piece of shit if I don't make it, <laughs> if I'm not moving by like 9.30, right? Like I should have already worked out by 9.30. So I have a lot of guardrails. Because again, as an ADD or, and not just ADD, but like, yeah, I, for me personally, I have to have some guardrails and not allow myself too much wiggle room. Mm-hmm. I know that I have to be ready to go by like three to start waiting tables. So now I've given myself pretty much from like noon until three to kind of do whatever needs to be done. Okay. So I have to get to work at 7 a.m. <laughs> So I wake up at 5.05 every single day or whenever Layla puts her big old paw right on my face and is like, hey, it's time to wake up. This may get earlier and earlier, but that's a whole nother thing. So take her out, feed her, and then I have to stick to one schedule and like one routine or else my whole day is just shit. And I feel so off if I don't stick to a routine. So I think just the impending doom that I'm going to have a bad day if I don't do it really is what gets me going. Even on days where I'm not at the office and we're podcasting and I have some time to like sleep in a little bit, I'm like, okay, I'm still going to meditate, but I'm going to do it laying down in bed this time, not <laughs> not like walking around or like doing yoga. And I'm going to do my journaling, but it's going to be like a little bit abbreviated. So I'm still doing it. It's just like a little bit different on those days off where I don't have a time constraint as much. And I've also found that you do have to switch it up every once in a while because I was doing the same meditation, the same journaling literally every single day for, I don't even know, six or seven months. And then I got to the point where it wasn't even working anymore. And I was just going through the motions of the routine because I'm so afraid to like not have a routine that I just kept doing it. So now I'm listening to like a guided meditation. I'm moving my body a little bit more in the morning. I feel like getting the energy flowing really helps. So like you get up, get your dog going, you're going to read, you're going to make your bed, like just like get in motion. I think that's a good way to keep the guardrails on so that you can stick to your routine. 
I think it what it boils down to is having people or pets depend on you. Yeah. Because <laughs> if it's for myself, I'm less inclined to be motivated. But if I know dogs are starving or if we're podcasting or like I'm not that motivated to go work out. That's not that's not my driving force. But I know if you're waiting for me, if Jesse's waiting for me, like I don't have time to dilly dally. This is about somebody else. So that is always a good external pressure to put on. Right. Yeah. You almost have to make an appointment with yourself and say, like, if you don't really want to work out, but you have to like put on That's your a calendar. Whole episode. Put, on your, put your calendar, like got to work out today. That is one I would skip. <laughs> how you do one thing is how you do everything. As we like to say, as, as we do like to say, <laughs> do we have any other questions? Yeah, we have, let's see here. We get the most, random questions thank you for your random questions you know what somebody asked me what? they dm'd me and uh -huh. they said chelsea do you buy all those clothes they're like you have so many clothes like are you constantly buying clothes so i would like to address that yeah <laughs> <laughs> tell us tell the people because they're dying to know yeah. no i don't buy well no i don't I think i acquire a lot of clothes but then i keep them forever and then i try and like organize put them into different outfits like I certainly don't have a capsule wardrobe but some of these things have been with me for like 20 years mm -hmm. so while they may be new to you they are not new to me and I do get a little bored with them sometimes so what I will do is I will box them up for like a season and then I'll find them again like a year later and I'll be like wow look at this <laughs> I love this where's wow. this been so and just not buying I have to buy things that get me really pumped up because then I will have an emotional connection with them and then I will never want to let them go or an, a garment that will serve has a purpose like a utilitarian I will use this because it's very helpful so thank you for that question no I am not buying clothes all the time but I, I will thrift and I will if I find like good deals there was a slew like there was a store that just recently closed and everything in there was like five dollars and I was like yes mm -hmm. and you guys have already seen some of those outfits like on and you gave me a lot of positive feedback on those so thanks so that's my clothes thing well also you style it differently yeah so it just makes it look like you have a lot more clothes and then the clothes that you don't like then I end up with my clothes with your clothes and then once you see them on me, you're like, wait, no, I like that. Yeah. Now I want to wear yeah, it yeah. again. That's exactly right. Yeah. And I'm not attached to my clothes at all. Like I could throw them all away and start again. We should have an episode about me and my clothes mm -hmm. because my clothes are like emotional, like scrapbooks or like they mean like I know where I got it. I know what day it was, the year, the purpose, like the event. Yeah. They mean a lot. So someday we'll talk about that further. Yeah. Do you think that... Yeah. Like, why are you so emotionally attached to them? Oh, wow. Ready? Yeah. So as a child, when I was like trying to self-soothe, like, I would go into my closet and just like reorganize it. And like I coveted my clothes. Right. I was kind of conditioned. Like, that's just the way I was raised. I think my mom, she equally appreciated clothes and like you iron them. And it was like almost like we were. They were on a pedestal of sorts, right? Like you, you took good care of your clothes. You like came home and changed out of your school clothes and stuff like that. You would get new outfits and they were the most important thing. So, and I wasn't able to, now this sounds like I'm whining on the yacht, but 
I didn't necessarily get the clothes I wanted growing up. Like I wanted a pair of Gap jeans and they were $40. And she was like, I will never spend $40 on you. Mm -mm. And so I think internally it created this like this permanent sense of like longing and wanting very like all the clothes that I want. And then as I grew up, those tastes evolved to now very expensive clothes. I got that out of my, I had a period of time where I just couldn't stop consuming it. And I, while I still, so now I appreciate higher quality, which usually means a higher price, but I will buy less because I will, I, because I love them so much and I do know the value of them, then I will still kind of treat them with the respect that they, that they deserve. I don't know. I just really, I don't, I also was conditioned that like how you look represent like is a sign of respect. So I'll get dressed up. Shout out to our Gail hair, Taryn, Taryn does our hair. And for last week's appointment, I showed up in that cute little like denim painter suit. And she's like, why are you so dressed up? And I was like, well, I was raised to like get dressed up as a sign of respect. It's also a sign of self-expression. And there have been times I actually was able to not get fired. I retained a job because I had a cute outfit on. So that's not a reason to get dressed up. I don't know what it is. Plus, I guess people in Colorado think I have a, a unique style. If I go back to New York, I am basic. Like, I'm just <laughs> like everybody else out there. That's because I'm Colorado style, where it's athleisure all day, every day. Right. Throw on a nice Patagonia if you're going out to dinner. Yeah. Yeah. I did find a Marmont. Oh yeah, jacket mm -hmm. in Glenwood Springs this week for like forty dollars. I was like, you'll be coming yes. home with me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I just appreciate your style. Other people appreciate your style because it's just like different than like earth tone Colorado. Yeah, and like, no, I'm yeah, and I guess yeah. I don't care. I mean, I cared a lot as a child, and I would get a lot of like I wanted to just conform and be like everybody else. And my parents, I always got a lot of hand-me-downs. I don't even have an older sibling, so I don't know how I was getting hand-me-downs. I would get the stuff my mom didn't want or like maybe a cousin. And so it was such, I, I was so, you know, it leaves such a lasting impression as a child when, you know, like, oh, I want that so bad. And then your friends have it and maybe you'll get it like next season or the season after that and you won't get the exact one that you want, right? That kind of leaves a lasting impression. But I don't remember what I was going to say. That's why getting dressed is a really important part of your morning routine. Good one. Yep. All right. This one. <laughs> She's so smart. Okay, friends. So that was our questionable advice from your besties. Yeah. And there was no advice in there. I mean, maybe a little bit of advice in there. But make sure that you submit your questions for next week. So I'll put the question box up on Instagram. Or you can always send us an email at sofiredpod at gmail.com if it's a really long form question. So. Thank you. And we'll see you next time. Thanks. Bye. Disclaimer. This podcast is for entertainment purposes only. The stories and statements expressed herein are experiences and opinions. They may not represent the views of the production studio or the hosts. If you disagree with our content, that's okay. No podcast is perfect for everyone. Enough with the serious stuff. If you love So Fired, you better rate, review, and subscribe. While you're at it, check us out online, on YouTube, on Instagram, and especially on Patreon. Your support helps us keep this show going. Thank you for listening, bestie.